Lord, we just commit ourselves to you right now. And mm -hmm. um, we just commit your word uh, to you. And uh, we just pray that um, each and every one of us that will uh, hear from your Holy Spirit, that your Holy Spirit will speak to us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. In relation to what Pastor Sid was saying, um, so I'm told some years back um, that um, one of the things, like Sid was saying, in my sleep, I was shouting out that bad dream. I was shouting out in my sleep. I was told I was shouting out Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Mm -hmm. So, like Sid was saying, yeah, um, we we can in our dream if something bad happens uh, in our spirit, man, we can be our focus can still be on Jesus and call upon Him. In all situations and all circumstances, we can call upon that wonderful name, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. So on past weeks, we've been looking uh, at peace in all that that means and in all that that represents. So if, you, if you've got your Bible, we're going to turn first to Isaiah. 57, sorry, Isaiah 52, verse 7. 52, 7. Isaiah 52, verse 7. Which tells us this. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him who brings good news, who proclaims peace who brings glad tidings of good things, who proclaims salvation, who says to Zion, your God reigns. And then also, Isaiah 26, verse 3. Looking at peace, the peace of God. God's peace in our lives, in our hearts, in the, in, with each other, with, with our enemy, with our neighbour. 26 verse 3 tells us, You will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you, because he trusts in you. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. God is always talking, always moving, always working, and always speaking to us. God tells us, his word tells us that he never slumbers or never sleeps. And sometimes we may not hear from God because we're not tuned into him. Also, we, um, we can reject the way in which the message uh, might come. And I remember, you know, I've, I've done this myself. I haven't heard from God. I haven't heard what God was saying to me because the preacher didn't start off how I thought he should. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, the package or the vehicle or the way in which the message comes, mm -hmm. we can sometimes not hear from God. 
and uh, you know we, we can miss it and sometimes we receive and sometimes we don't but the good news is you know it's never ever God's fault hallelujah he is never at fault you know if we don't hear the voice of God it's always us it's never never God's fault no never hallelujah and um Behind whoever's preaching, who's ever speaking, who's ever bringing a, a word from God, behind their voice, there is another voice. Hallelujah. It's the voice, the still small voice of God. Yes. It's the voice of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Using us, working with us, speaking in us and through us. And um, God wants to use us and work in and through us. And that's the voice that we're hearing, uh, the voice of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. So, over the four and five weeks, as you know, we've been looking at peace, um, God's peace, uh, peace in our lives, uh, peace with him. And so, over the past four to five weeks, here are some of the scriptures that we've been looking at. And you don't need to look in your Bible, but I'll just read them. Um, these scriptures, God's peace, um, Romans 5.1 tells us this, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Romans 5.1 um, And last week in Sunday school, I asked the Sunday school children this question. I said, did Jesus ever lose his peace? And their answer was, no, he didn't. And Matthew 26, verse 3, tells us this, that Jesus held his peace. Hallelujah. And both, both John and Sid have used this verse. John 14, verse 27, tells us this, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Colossians 3 verse 15 tells us this, And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called into one body, and be thankful. Amen. Ephesians 2 verse 14 says, For he himself, Jesus, is our peace, who has made both one, and has broken down the middle wall of division between us. And then verse 15 says, To create in him one new man from the two, thus making peace. And then in Romans 10 verse 15, and Ephesians 6 verse 15, it tells us that this is the gospel of peace. The good news all about the life of Jesus. His life, his death and his resurrection. This is the good news, the too good to be true news, the gospel of peace. Hallelujah. And then in Romans 4, verse 18, it says about Abraham and hope, who contrary to hope, in hope, believed, so that he became the father 
of many nations. And then in John 16 verse 33 it tells you this. These things are spoken to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And Jesus, the Jesus that has overcome the world. And here's the good news. Like we've been hearing earlier what Pastor Sid was saying. The good news is that, that this Jesus who overcame the world lives on the inside of you and me. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory. He overcame the world and he's living on the inside of you and me. And the Bible says he'll never leave us, he'll never forsake us and he's with us every single day, wherever we do, whatever we do and wherever we go. Hallelujah. Amen. And Isaiah 54 verse 10 tells us that it, it's my covenant, my covenant of peace shall not be removed. Yeah. And then Romans 14 verse 17 says, For the kingdom of God is not food and drink, and like Sid and John were saying earlier, righteousness, yeah. the kingdom of God for each and every one of us is righteousness, yeah. peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Amen. And Hebrews 12 verse 14 says, Pursue peace with all men. Mm. Romans 14 verse 19, Pursue peace to edify each other. Mm. And we know, we are, the Bible says that you and I are the household of faith to encourage each other, to lift each other up, and to tell each other we've already got it, that we can do it, and to spur each other on in the faith, not uh, discourage each other, and not talk and say bad things, but encourage one another in the faith right. and spur each other on. Amen. And then in 1 Peter 3:11 it says, Seek peace and pursue it. Hallelujah. And one of the many fantastic things about a testimony, and it's powerful about a testimony, is that um, it's something that's happened, and it's something that God has already done in your life, in and through your life, and no one, no one can say they don't believe it, and they don't believe it, because it's already happened, it's already taken place, God has already done it. And okay, it was some years back, it was some years back, but it's um, a point that stands out in my life, um, one of the many things that God has done. And going back some years, it was when my mum died. And I'm using this example because it's referring to God's supernatural peace. And at that point in time, I was on honeymoon in one of the Greek islands. And um, when, I, when, I, when I came back, um, and I'd never done this before, um, I asked one of my friends to take my part, and I was telling them this some weeks back in Sunday school, I asked my friend to be my part as a Christian, and uh, if anything was to happen with my mum, to take my place and do what was necessary, um, and, and he said he would. And so when, I, when we came back, from uh, and got to Birmingham Airport, a security guard 
met us at the airport and uh, you know at that time I didn't know and he was leading us to uh, a security place one of the places a door that we were going through but before I got through that door God gave me a word of knowledge because at that time I didn't know my mum sorry my sister my dad and my brother-in-law who weren't Christians then were in that room and the word of knowledge that God gave me was this God told me before I got through that door that my mum had died. And uh, so when I got through that door, um, I didn't react how they thought I would because I was hearing it second hand. God had already told me that. And because I was the next of kin and I had to be involved with the funeral and, and yes, when someone dies in your family, it's upsetting, um, you know, yeah. especially uh, your mum and dad who have given birth to you. But in and through all that, there was God's supernatural peace in my heart and in my life. Oh, and yeah. and, and, and uh, all the other members of the family were totally, totally heartbroken in bits and crying. Uh, and, uh, you know, I wasn't because of God's supernatural peace uplifting me and strengthening me and bringing me through that. Hallelujah. And, uh, you know, I was beginning to think, wow, what's wrong with these people, you know? Um, But, you know, they never had this peace that we've got that we've been talking about. Hallelujah. God's supernatural peace living on the inside of us, um, strengthening us, leading us, and guiding us. And then, as you know, when our focus is on Jesus, 100% our focus is on him, then this supernatural peace, and at that time my focus was on Jesus, so that's when that peace can be worked out in everyday life, in in your living. So hallelujah. And so, in Isaiah 9 verse 6, and in Acts 3 verse 15 it talks about Jesus as being the prince of peace and it talks about Jesus as being the prince of life so we have to start first and foremost with Jesus Jesus is the starting point hallelujah because Jesus his name Shalom the prince of peace is our peace is only found in Jesus. That's the starting point for all of us because being at peace with God first and foremost. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. So if you want to turn in your Bible to Matthew verse 14 I'm reading from 27 to 31. Sid earlier was talking about, you know, um, getting in water, and this is the story of Peter walking on the water. And it says this, verse 27, But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Be of good cheer, Do, uh, do not be afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come come to you walking on the water. So he said, come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, 
He walked on the water to, to go to Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous and he was afraid, he began to sink. He cried out saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, O oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? Mm. Amen. Amen. So God wants us to keep our eyes, our mind, our heart focused on Jesus all the time by faith. Hearing the word, believing the word, standing on the word and acting on the word. Do not be moved by your circumstances or by the five senses. What we can hear, what we can see, what we can feel and what we can touch. God wants us to be moved by faith, by the supernatural. And that was the reason why Peter walked on the water. He walked on the water <coughs> because he kept his focus on Jesus. Peter was believing in Jesus. Hallelujah. It had nothing to do with the fact of the wind and the waves of why he walked on the water. And um, if it had been a calm, peaceful day, Peter would have still not walked on the water. The reason... <clears throat> the reason he walked on the water was because his focus was on Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. <clears throat> and as someone said, you know, walk on your problem. Do not tell God about your problem. Tell the problem about how big and how good your God is. Hallelujah. Amen. By faith. Hallelujah. It's faith. <clears throat> That lets the peace of God, because we're believing and trusting in Jesus and his word, by applying uh, the word to our lives. Hallelujah. And um, some weeks back, Pastor Sid was talking about the little robin that was in the, ro in the rock and there was a storm and the robin was fast asleep in the storm right. and uh, it made me think of the story in the Bible about Jesus was in the boat with the disciples and all the disciples were, were, were getting worried and perturbed and um, um, woke Jesus up and saying Jesus don't you care about us you know aren't, aren't you worried um, there's a storm and as we know Jesus spoke to the storm and Jesus said peace and um, you and I, we can speak to the circumstances. Yeah. We can speak to the situations. We can say, <coughs> peace, hallelujah. True peace, true peace is from the, in, from the inside, not from the outside. Um, it's not the other way around. True peace is on the inside of your heart, hallelujah. True peace is not found in the world. It's only found in Jesus. That's right, amen. Thank you, Father. 
And so we know that life, life itself, for each and every one of us, the things in life is a training ground for this peace. And learning to live in peace in what Jesus has done for each and every one of us. God never made you or me to fear. He never made us to fear. And to fear all the bad things. He made us to have abundant life. And to live in that abundant life. And I think like Sid was saying a few weeks ago. That there's a power in God's peace. For each and every one of us. There's a power in God's peace. So do not lose the peace of God that you've already been given, that you've already got, by worrying about the situations, the circumstances, the problems, the storms of life. Hallelujah. And we know that Peter, out of all the other disciples, (coughs) he took a risk, like Sid was saying, he took a risk and he got out of the boat. You know, he did something about it, he got out of the boat and he took that risk. Uh, and God doesn't want God, God doesn't want any of us that we should have at the end of our life. He doesn't want us to have any regret, regrets, you know. So that we say we should have, we could have, we would have. Mm. Um, I want to encourage you. I'm talking to myself as well. <clears throat> like Sid was saying, don't play it safe. Don't play it safe. Get out the boat. Uh, walk on the water. Take a risk. And as we know. Peter did something that you and I probably have never done. In the natural, Peter walked on that water. Hallelujah. So keep your focus and your mind and your thoughts on Jesus. Hallelujah. So the Bible tells us that um, Peter, he began to sink slowly. And uh, we know... That, you know, if we was to walk off the end of a pier, we wouldn't sink slowly. Uh, we'd sink straight away. You know, we'd go straight down and sink. And so, because the Bible tells us that he sank slowly, we can learn from the, 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 the signs and the storms of life. Mm-hmm. We can learn from it. We can see what happened, what we did, or where we went wrong. And we can get back and we can be determined uh, not to lose faith and not to lose that peace. We can learn from the storms of life. And so it tells us this. In Colossians 3 verse 15 it says, Keep your mind on Jesus and let the peace of God control all your life. God doesn't want you or me to sink he doesn't want you to sink any time. Hallelujah. Amen. Do not lose that peace of God. Um, the reason Peter left, lost, was because he t- at that point in time, he took his eyes off Jesus and began to sink. And we know that it's a procedure, brick by brick, um, step by step, time seed and harvest we don't lose our faith straight away you know there's telltale signs there's things that we can learn from 
uh, so that you know the next time we don't make the same mistake, it's 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 a t- time, seed, and harvest. Hallelujah. And uh, for all of us, one of the other important points is this. God doesn't want you or me to call upon Jesus last. He wants us to call upon him first. Now there have been times in my life, and this isn't a boast, there have been times in my life that before I've gone to the hospital or took people to the hospital, the first thing that I've ever done is prayed for that person and released life and faith and prayed for them in faith. And uh, when I have gone and taken that person to the hospital after they've done all the tests and looked at them, they found out that there was nothing wrong with them or they couldn't find anything wrong with them and so Peter was trusting Jesus before the storm in the storm and after the storm and that's a picture for all of us in our everyday life to trust Jesus before the storm, in the storm and after the storm, yeah. with mustard seed faith. And that's what the Bible calls it, doesn't it? To have this peace, to have this faith, to have this trust, to trust and believe with a mustard seed faith. It's not a big faith. You know, the Bible says if you've got as much faith as a grain of seed of yeah. mustard. And we've all, God's given us that mustard seed faith. Hallelujah. Amen. So God doesn't want you or me to be plugged into the things of the world. He wants us to be plugged in to the things of God. Uh, and for us to get rid of doubt and unbelief. Doubt and unbelief are the things that can stop the peace of God, the faith, the supernatural. Doubt and unbelief can stop you um, receiving and moving and working in the things of God yeah. and, it, and God doesn't want us to be plugged into them he wants us to get rid of them and only believe all things are possible to you and to me as we believe, hallelujah Amen. and uh, for those of you that have, um, I remember the film, those of you who have seen the film The Matrix um, there was the point where Neo uh, uh, Mr. Anderson, the agents, caught him and took him to this room and they said to him, we've noticed that you're living two lives. By day, you're a computer operator and by night, you're up to all sorts of things. And for you and me, God doesn't want us to have two lives. He wants us to have one life, Amen. one way. Jesus said it himself, didn't he? I am the way, the truth, and the life. And for you and me, there's only one way. One life, not two lives. Hallelujah. So keep your mind, your eyes, and your heart focused on Jesus. God does not want you and me to be worrying about your life. Hallelujah. So listen. Stop worrying about your life stop worrying about your life don't be worrying about your life shalom Jesus peace hallelujah so 
I've asked Richard, you know, I'd like us to um, watch this DVD, uh, uh, and it's about the Father's love. It's very powerful, and um, it's the gospel, the good news about what we've been hearing. And at the end of the um, DVD that I hope Richard's going to play now, um, God asks you and me a question, and I hope that all of you will say yes to this question. The words you are about to experience are true. They will change your life if you let them. For they come from the very heart of God. He loves you. And he is the father you have been looking for all your life. This is his love letter to you. My child, you may not know me. But I know everything about you. I know when you sit down and when you rise up. I'm familiar with all your ways. Even the very hairs on your head are numbered. For you were made in my image. In me you live and move and have your being. For you are my offspring. I knew you even before you were conceived. I chose you when I planned creation. You were not a mistake. For all your days are written in my book. I determined the exact time of your birth and where you would live. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. I knit you together in your mother's womb brought you forth on the day you were born. I have been misrepresented by those who don't know me. I am not distant and angry, but am the complete expression of love. And it is my desire to lavish my love on you, simply because you are my child and I am your father. I offer you more than your earthly father ever could, for I am the perfect father. Every good gift that you receive comes from my hand, for I am your provider and I meet all your needs. My plan for your future has always been filled with hope, because I love you with an everlasting love. My thoughts toward you are countless as the sand on the seashore, and I rejoice over you with singing. I will never stop doing good to you, for you are my treasured possession. I desire to establish you with all my heart and all my soul, and I want to show you great and marvelous things. If you seek me with all your heart, you will find me. Delight in me and I will give you the desires of your heart. 
for it is I who gave you those desires. I am able to do more for you than you could possibly imagine, for I am your greatest encourager. I am also the Father who comforts you in all your troubles. When you are brokenhearted, I am close to you. As a shepherd carries a lamb, I have carried you close to my heart. One day, I will wipe away every tear from your eyes, and I'll take away all the pain you have suffered on this earth. I am your Father, and I love you even as I love my Son Jesus. For in Jesus, my love for you is revealed. He is the exact representation of my being. He came to demonstrate that I am for you, not against you, and to tell you that I am not counting your sins. Jesus died so that you and I could be reconciled. His death was the ultimate expression of my love for you. I gave up everything I love that I might gain your love. If you receive the gift of my son Jesus, you receive me. And nothing will ever separate you from my love again. Come home and I'll throw the biggest party heaven has ever seen. I have always been father and will always be father. My question is, will you be my child? Lord Jesus, hallelujah. We'll just continue to worship you in spirit and in truth and in peace. We thank you that we're born again of the spirit, that we're in the kingdom of God, that we are new creations, that we are holy, that we are righteous, that we are healed. We thank you that... You don't leave anything out. In salvation, it is complete. In grace, it is complete. You have done it all already for each and every one of us. And you just encourage us to walk in that. You just encourage us to receive that. You encourage us to believe that with all our heart. And as we look and trust in you with all our heart and lean not on our own understanding, we will walk in that victory. Hallelujah. We thank you that we are more than conquerors in and through you. And in and through you, when we trust and believe, we can do all things in Christ and greater works than this can we and shall we do in your name 
Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that we are blessed. That you bless us each and every day. You've got good gifts for us. You are our Father. You are our Daddy. Abba, you are our Daddy. And you love us greatly. You've done it all. Hallelujah. And one day you're going to be coming back. And one day we're going to meet you. We're going to see you face to face. And we will know all things then. And we will be as we should be. As in the beginning. Hallelujah. Thank you Lord. Thank you Jesus. We worship and praise you. And thank you for all that you do in our lives. And all that you're going to do. Hallelujah. Let us just walk in the things that you want us to do. In Jesus name. Amen.